Hello, Louisiana. I'm Kerry Martin, and this is the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for Tuesday, September 24th of 2019. Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, Carrie Martin. The headline in The Advocate last week said this could be one of the worst rice crops in recent memory. So is that really the case? Well, we'll ask LSU Ag Center Rice Specialist Dr. Dustin Harrell. That's coming up later in the podcast. But first, here's a look at news headlines. Trade talks continue this week between the U.S. and China. President Donald Trump says talks last week between the U.S. and China were very positive. Negotiations will continue this week ahead of high-level talks planned sometime next month. A Chinese delegation canceled U.S. farm visits last week, but apparently not because of the ongoing trade negotiations. Officials say those trips were canceled to avoid excessive media attention. The nation's soybean crop continues to make progress, but it is still behind schedule. Stephanie Ho has more from Washington. Soybeans have been making development progress this week, although the crop is still way behind schedule. Some decent progress. Soybeans starting to drop leaves at an increasing pace. We saw more than a doubling during the week ending September 22nd from 15% last week to 34% on September 22nd, but that's barely half the five-year average pace of 59% and exactly half of last year's number on this date, 68% dropping leaves. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says this is close to a record low number. By comparison, looking at the last quarter century, the record slow pace for soybean dropping leaves, 33%. In 1996. Meanwhile, he points to soybean condition. Virtually steady, 54% good to excellent, unchanged, 13% very poor to poor. That is one point drop or improvement from last week, but still below last year's numbers, 68 and 10% respectively. This is Stephanie Ho for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Tropical storm activity has come at a very bad time for the cotton crop in North Carolina and Texas. But USDA's Brad Rippey says the storm impacts on cotton in those states appears to be minimal. I looked quickly at the numbers and there's nothing really showing up in terms of major concerns uh, as we suspected when Dorian uh, made landfall at Cape Hatteras. Most of the impacts were coastal areas and not in the the more inland cotton production areas. And with uh, Texas, almost all the heavy rain fell northeast of the coastal cotton production areas, so impacts there on cotton should be fairly minimal as well. Cotton harvest is making progress here in Louisiana, according to the latest Louisiana Crop Progress and Condition Report released yesterday. Cotton harvest now 19% done in Louisiana. That is right on pace with the 21% five-year average. Cotton conditions shape up like this. 8% of the cotton crop is rated excellent, 57% good, 33% fair, and only 2% of the crop rated in the poor or very poor categories. Soybean harvest also continues to make progress. We're now 56% done on soybean harvest. That's behind the 63% five-year average pace. Soybean crop ratings look like this, 5% of the crop rated excellent, 61% good, 
26% fair and 8% poor to very poor. Sweet potato harvest is now 23% complete. Sweet potato conditions show 1% of the crop rated excellent, 63% good, 30% fair, and 6% poor to very poor. And sugarcane harvest now getting underway in Louisiana. 1% of the cane crop now harvested. Sugarcane conditions show 11% of the crop rated excellent, 53% good, 31% fair, and 5% poor to very poor. Now with a look at what's happening in northwest Louisiana, here's Jack Dillard's Voice of the Arklatex. Fall has officially arrived in north Louisiana. Summer left its temperatures. We're in the 90s in north Louisiana right now. We received rain from the recent hurricane, not a lot, up in the Toledo Bend area, four inches, maybe four and a half, up in the north Louisiana area, above DeSoto Parish, Caddo and Bossier, we got an inch and a half to two inches. We could use some more, but that was good. The Caddo Parish north area of Shreveport is having a big event this weekend. The River Road, Highway 3049, is having their Heritage and Harvest Tour. It'll be held Saturday, the 28th of September, 10 in the morning to 4 in the afternoon. Plantation homes, churches, gins, some of the old plantation stores, blacksmith shops, the communities are all open in Dixie. Belcher, Gillum, Halston, Myra, and Ida. Everybody's invited, sponsored by the Red River Crossroads Historical and Cultural Association. The 14th annual Jambalaya Dinner and Community Auction was sponsored by the Florine, Louisiana FFA chapter last Friday. Along with the Ag Boosters, it was a great event. The auction alone hit a record of $15,000 to the kids. And you know, the great thing was they also had other money-making events going on. When a community supports a school, things are going right. Our philosophy says... The real achievers do one thing at a time. This is Jack Dillard from the Arklatex. That is a look at some of the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture. Remember, you can always check our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.com. We update it every weekday with all the latest news and happenings in Louisiana agriculture. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our daily e-newsletter. Click the button in the home page, fill out your name and email address, We'll send you the Daily Voice e-newsletter right to your inbox every weekday morning at 5 a.m. Now let's look at the markets on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Corn and soybean prices both trading slightly higher today. Grayson Close is a grain marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. Uh, we're steady to higher today. Uh, corn steady and beans are a couple cents higher. China booked some beans yesterday off the Pacific Northwest, so that was a good sign of demand. The big question now is will it actually ship and when, uh, and if they're going to buy any more. 
thought is that they could buy more, but with the hog population, with the swine flu problems that they've had, it just would, might be too little too late uh, to try to get any of these carryouts down. Not enough yield report coming out of the Midwest or the Delta yet for the trade to hang their hat on about any kind of production scares. Soybeans and corn both closed slightly higher. November beans up one and three quarters, 8.94 and a quarter. January soybeans up one and three quarters, 9.07 and three quarters. December corn up one and a half, 3.74 and three quarters. March corn up one and a quarter, 3.85 and a half. July wheat was unchanged, 4.98 and a quarter. Rough rice closed lower. November rice down six cents at twelve dollars even. January rice down six and a half, twelve nineteen and a half. November sugar up ten at twenty five sixty. Now with a look at the cotton market. Here's Don Molino. According to USDA for the week ending September twenty second. 90% of the Louisiana cotton crop had open bowls compared to 77% this time last week. 19% of the crop has now been harvested, 9% this time last week. The cotton crop now reported 2% in poor condition, 33% fair, 57% good, 8% excellent. Cotton futures down in most contracts on Tuesday. USDA reported 64% of the U.S. cotton crop had open bowls by Sunday versus the 57% average. The Codlock A index up 20 points on September 23rd at 71.45 a pound. The weekly average world price, 54.62. That's effective through Thursday. December cotton finished at 60.38, down 53. March, 61.17, down 51. The spot market price, 60.40, down 51. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. No fed cattle sales to report so far this week. However, the packers are needing cattle the feedlots know that, and they're holding out for higher money. Carcass weights moved sharply higher last week after an unusually large slaughter. It was at 658,000 head last week. That's 30,000 higher than the previous week and much higher than this same week last year. Over on the futures market, we saw mixed prices in Chicago. October live cattle were up 27 cents, closing at 102.12. December was down 35 cents, 107.42. Feeder cattle futures closed mostly higher. October feeders up 40 cents, 141.65. November feeders up 47 at 140.20. This could be one of the worst rice crops in recent memory. We'll talk more about that with LSU Ag Center rice specialist Dr. Dustin Harrell coming up next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. What comes out of the ground creates energy and has been a major contributor to Louisiana's economy for over two centuries? No, it's not oil. It's sugar. Sugar cane, sweet sugar cane. Ever since the Jesuits began cultivating sugar in colonial Louisiana, this sweet crop has had a major impact on our economic well-being. Each year, our sugarcane industry creates an economic boon of nearly $3 billion for the Bayou State. This vital business engine supports fuel and fertilizer distributors, tractor and automotive dealerships, supermarkets, and more than 15,000 Louisiana jobs. The sugar industry also benefits research universities and schools, banks, and insurance agencies. Sugarcane, sweet sugarcane. 
the Louisiana sugarcane industry, helping empower the people of Louisiana for more than 220 years. Louisiana Sugar, making life sweeter, naturally. The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Dustin Harrell. He is the LSU Ag Center Rice Specialist based at the Rice Research Station in Crowley. Everything okay out that way today, Dustin? Everything's going good today. How about the weather? I know that, uh, you know, we had a long stretch of dry weather that really helped out harvest. Then we had that big storm come in last week. You guys get any of that rain? Uh, We did get some of it, but we are very fortunate. Uh, A lot of the rice growers uh, in Texas got hit with that pretty hard and, and the winnie and uh, Beaumont area, but but we were fortunate here. Well, let's talk about the rice harvest this year, Dustin. I know I've seen comments from you throughout the rice harvest season. Obviously, uh, everything says this is, is not the best harvest that we've had. Definitely, uh, maybe even a little below average harvest. What's your take now that we've kind of gotten this first cutting out of the way? How has this rice harvest stacked up? Well, to tell you the truth, uh, this has been a really... Uh, bad year for rice yields, uh, especially in southwest Louisiana, but, you know, throughout all of Louisiana, but but really hard here in southwest Louisiana. Uh, definitely one of the worst ones we've had in, in my recent memory. Um, and we don't have yield numbers as of yet for a state average, uh, but, you know, most people I've talked to, it, it's, it's going to be one of the worst. And what makes it really bad is, is you take, um, you know, lower yields and rice prices aren't that great right now. So we're going to have, you know, it's a double whammy, low yields and low prices. Okay, I guess the next obvious question is why? What happened? Well, there's not one thing you can pinpoint uh, the bad yields to this year. It's actually several things. And uh, this year was probably bad from the beginning all the way to the end as far as growing conditions for rice. When we first started the year, uh, we were very wet. In fact, we were wet through the whole winter. Uh, in, in 2018, going into 2019. So a lot of our tillage, ground uh, preparation uh, was not done. So we had to wait till the spring whenever we had an opportunity for it to dry. And we had to uh, till the ground and plant it as soon as possible because we were wet uh, well into that spring uh, last year too. We had a short window. It was a wait win- late window. Most of the rice uh, probably went in, in in the middle of March. And uh, once we got that rice into the ground, uh, it was still cold. And uh, we got more showers, and and it stayed wet. And what happened was when you have that cold ground uh, and wet ground, um, germination was not good. And so we had sporadic germination. Uh, The rice was slow to emerge. That that emerged immediately uh, was actually probably about three weeks older than some of the rice that, that emerged later. So... It was slow to emerge. Not everything germinated, and it and it germinated over a, a three-week period of time. And that may not sound like a bad thing, but whenever it comes to agronomic management, uh, it really is because now you have rice that's multiple ages. Uh, you know, you might have rice that's right near tillering that needs to go. You know, the, you're thinking about putting a herbicide application and fertilizer and going to flood, and then you have rice that's just now emerging out of the ground. So that makes management decisions uh, very difficult. When it did come time to uh, put on our permanent flood, 
uh, and put out that fertilizer and do our herbicide applications. It, like I said, it was still wet, uh, and that's it makes it tough to put out that fertilizer uh, on wet ground because our nitrogen use efficiency is really low. Um, when that nitrogen did go out, you know, I talked to a few growers. As soon as it went out, we had, uh, I don't know if you remember, but we had some pretty good storms uh, that hit southwest Louisiana, dumped a lot of uh, rain in some places. We even had some flooding at that time. And what happened was the growers had drained the fields, and this is draining the fields immediately after you put that fertilizer down. Uh, so obviously we're going to lose some fertilizer there uh, in those instances. As we went throughout the year, you know, we had, uh, you know, some really hot conditions. When we got to flowering uh, and, and grain fill, uh, if you remember, we also had a hurricane. And that hurricane came through uh, when that rice was flowering. And anytime we have uh, high winds and rain during flowering, we can uh, abort some of those grains. And those grains will blank and they won't fill. And uh, typically that rice floor opens from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock. So if we have rain and high winds at that time, uh, it'll come in and, and it won't uh, pollinate that grain. So we had a lot of that occurring uh, with Hurricane Barry. You know, when the hurricane was over, we didn't get as much rain as we thought we were getting. You know, the, the forecast was for over inches of rain. We were very fortunate we didn't get near that in most areas. Now, we did have a, a, a small window that got... Uh, a lot more, but so we didn't think the damage was that great. But I, I don't think that you know Hurricane Barry gets all the credit that is due to it. I think we blanked a lot more grains uh, than we had initially thought. So then we got into harvest, and uh, you know early harvest was was wet as well. And, and you know we want to get in there and, and harvest early uh, so we can retune a lot in Southwest Louisiana. So we rutted some fields uh, as well. And we also had a lot of diseases that came in late uh, that, that hurt us on yield. So it, it's really not one thing. It's quite a few things. Well, Dustin, it just really doesn't sound like anything went right this year. No, uh, I couldn't pinpoint anything that actually went, went right. Well, the headline in The Advocate that I saw last week says this is stacking up to be one of the worst crops in recent memory. Would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that, especially in, in my memory. Over the past 13 years, I can't think of a, a season that went this bad from beginning to end. And, and some of the yields I'm hearing are are really low. Um, I mean, when we're talking, you know, we like to see a state average, you know, a typical year is going to be 43 to 45 barrels of rice per acre. I'm hearing a lot of, you know, 35 to, to 38 barrels per acre pretty consistently throughout the state. So you can tell just by that that we're going to be, you know, well below average this year. Well, you mentioned that there were some disease problems. I know there's been some smut issues out there. Is that something that has been an above-average problem this year? Yeah, so smuts, there are a couple smuts that we have in rice. Uh, the two most common are black kernel smut, which is black, and a false smut, which can be kind of a reddish and an orange or yellowish, depending on uh, how long it's been out there. And um, both of these smuts were very prolific this year, especially in southwest Louisiana. Typically, we don't see a lot of smuts. Um, it's something we typically see in northeast Louisiana and going into Mississippi and Arkansas. And uh, But I could say over the past three years, is we've had a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more each year. And this year, it was actually at epidemic levels. Um, and typically, you know, we've had some videos that come in of, of growers just 
you know, a pitch, a video with the field and the wind catches the field and you can see this, this yellow, uh, cloud going over the field just from the wind blowing all the, the spores from the smuts. Uh, and then combines harvesting, you know, if it's black kernel smut, you see this black, uh, cloud going everywhere as you're harvesting. So, you know, some of these, the amounts of smut out there, we actually had some, some rice buyers that, you know, we were taking, there were, you know, some growers are trying to sell uh, some rice that was going into storage and, and the smut levels were so high that they, they turned the trucks around. And, and that's really not ever happened uh, in our area before. Now, smuts are something that we can take care of agronomically. We can apply propiconazole at uh, mid-boot to help control smuts. Um, but because we haven't seen it uh, historically in, our, in southwest Louisiana very much, most of our growers... Uh, don't make that application because it's a prophylactic application. You're just protecting yourself. And because we hadn't seen it before, you know, most of our growers don't don't make that application. But I think going into the future, going into next year, that'll probably be something that a lot of growers are going to put down on their list because of the amount that we saw this year. What about second crop rice this year, Dustin? If things went this bad for the first cutting, how are things shaping up for the return crop? Well, typically when you, you think about the return rice crop, um, if you have a bad first crop, typically the return crop will do a little bit better than average. It kind of helps make up, you know, for what we see in the, in the first crop. Um, but you know, as I said, you know, early harvest was wet. We did have some rutting out there and it seemed like the return crop, uh, didn't want to come back very good, uh, initially. And, uh, we did keep getting a lot of rains, uh, that, you know, bad growing conditions, basically, and it kind of looked bad at the beginning. After this uh, dry uh, week to 10 days that we've seen, this return crop is actually starting to look a lot better. Um, so I'm hopeful that we'll have a good return crop. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a from a, you know, a field to field differences, but we're hoping that it's, it's going to help us out this year. Well, we've talked a lot about the southwest Louisiana rice crop, Dustin. What about up in northeast Louisiana? Same thing or maybe a little different results? Well, northeast Louisiana uh, is also showing uh, having lower than average yields, except not to the extent uh, that we're seeing in southwest Louisiana. Um, from what I'm hearing, it's just a, a, you know, a few bushels less than a typical average year. Dustin Harrell, he is the LSU Ag Center Rice Specialist. Thanks so much for your time today, Dustin. Oh, my pleasure. That'll do it for this Tuesday edition of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with us on social media. We're on both Facebook and Twitter. The handle is at Voice of LA Ag. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.